You're listening to Tea with Meek and Meek. This podcast was birthed from some inspirational phone conversations that were too fire to just keep between us. That's right. So to bless others, we sat down in the studio together to sip some tea and share our truths about all things motherhood, marriage, and everything in between. You're rocking with two highly melanated mamas from Baltimore and Omaha living in North Carolina. That's us. So steep some tea and settle in. Let's Let's get get to it. it. Hey, hey, Hello, Monique. Hello, Mika. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad to be oh here gosh. for another episode. Oh, man. We're getting close <sighs> towards the end of our first season. And, you know, we've rocked out almost the whole season. <laughs> I know some people's are long, yeah. but we're going to cap yeah, it at 10. Yes. Take a little break and then come and back, come back rearing and ready meeting. to go for 2020. Yeah. Yes. We're excited so, about 2020. Amen. So. We're here today on this beautiful day. It's today has beautiful. been a, a wonderful day. Yeah. <laughs> so we are coming fresh off of a photo shoot with yes. our amazing, amazing oh, photographer, fun. Jody Brim. Shout out to Jody. Jody. Yeah, that. Shout out to Jody. <laughs> Jody. Uh, we are so grateful for her talents. And yeah. that's definitely, we were talking in as we walked in the door that guests for season two. Oh, we're We've got to get Jody in the chair. Yes, Jody <laughs> will be here. Yes. So <laughs> we had a photo shoot. We're working on things. We're building we'll, We're building a brand. Yes. We're excited about this brand and um, just excited about everything that's to come. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's roll with let's today's roll. episode. Uh, so today we hope that you have your tea handy and mm-hmm. rearing and ready to go that it's steeping you're rolling with it in your car to go because you know Tuesday you have your tea you got a new episode of podcast Tuesday with tea with Meek and Neek and we're just so grateful so we're sipping in the studio today I am enjoying some wonderful spearmint tea you know I love spearmint I love all things that are clear your skin keep you healthy looking vibrant and radiant so I'm sipping on spearmint <laughs> And today I'm sipping on a brew from the table in Asheboro where we had our um, photo shoot today. And it's a combination of mango, apricots, and something else. Green tea. Green tea. Yeah. That's what it is. Thank you. We sipped on I had some at the, so good. at the restaurant, too. Mika shared her pot, and I was yeah. so grateful for the delicious tea. It was really got our tea, and we hope we ha- you have yours, too. This episode, I mean, we've kind of gone off script, and I <laughs> love that this is season one because it allows us to pivot and shift however however we choose to lay out the blueprint. Yes. So initially for the episodes, we had our jar. We were rocking, pulling topics, and now as we're winding down with season one, we're just like, well, we want to make sure we talk about this and this, you know, so. So today's episode is all about the <gasps> Enneagram. <laughs> so Mika is so fun in her stories. You know, you get a dose of everything in Mika's Insta story. Yes. And one of the things, if you follow her on HWTH blog, you will see when she's posting seven things and you're like, why is she posting this what is number? This number seven about? So the Enneagram is what we are going to talk about on today's episode because it's a tool that has helped us as individuals. It has helped us as our as we mother and different things like that. And it's just like, you know what? We want to open this up to our listeners as well to know what the heck we're talking about. Ennea, what? Yes. So on today's <laughs> episode, we are talking all about the Enneagram. What is it? Uh, why we love it? How knowing our type has helped us? 
what surprised us from our tests, and then what our results, how it guides our mothering. So we're so seven. And Omi said, what is this number thing you're posting? <laughs> what does that mean? I'm just Sounds throwing like, out numbers. It's yeah. like, is she going to do the other ones? She too? needs to do it. She and it's like, it. no, it's specific to her. I'm it's clanking around tea. So let's talk about specifically what the Enneagram is and just kind of, we'll talk about how we found our way to it, number one. Um, I, I will say for me, like many things, it arrived in my life exactly when I needed it. Just like with yoga and other things, it was right on time. And it was around this time last year, it was just a day that I don't ever really remember having a Magnolia journal Mm -hmm. before this particular time that I picked it up. So it was just one random time. I was like, oh, I'm going to grab a Magnolia journal and get my Joanna inspiration on and things like that. And in that particular uh, episode or not episode of magazine edition, it was talking about the Enneagram on page 48. So I hopped to it and I'm reading it. And it was so interesting because the person that they interviewed was from my hometown. No way. Yes. <laughs> and he is an Enneagram expert. Oh, so man. we'll, uh, I'll talk about who that is in a moment. And so first and foremost, what is the Enneagram? So here's a little snippet from that magazine edition, the Magnolia, Magnolia Journal from fall 2018. Often misunderstood as simply a personality assessment used to describe quirks and traits of individuality, this tool goes much further than simple caricatures. It helps explain the why of how we think, act, and feel. It helps us come to terms with our gifts as well as with the difficult patterns that tether us to our greatest interpersonal, spiritual, and emotional challenges. Mm. So the Enneagram is more than a, oh, what's your personality type? How are you a better worker at this XYZ company? It's how do you get back to your true self? So Chris Hewitt is, I mean... My goodness. Hi, Chris. If I wish you're you could see your eyes. <laughs> I, I love Chris. So Chris is a friend. Once I read this article, it was like, how do I know more? Yeah. And so that took that came up next to taking the test. So before we talk about Chris, because I love Chris <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Chris Hewitt is everything. So when did you take your test? How yes. did you find your way to okay. the Enneagram? So I found out about the Enneagram on social media. I was so confused by these numbers. And I'm like, what the heck are these numbers? How did I miss out? And why don't I know? Mm -hmm. Hello, FOMO. That's one of my characters. (laughs) So I had the FOMO happening, didn't even know I had FOMO. And I just wanted a number. I was like, I want a number. What are these numbers? (laughs) And someone randomly asked me, "Um, have you taken an Enneagram? And I was like, no, what is that? And I was like, you know, it shows these numbers. It's kind of like... Um, it gives you a breakdown of how you operate. And I said, I saw those numbers on Instagram. Send it to me. So I took a free version. And that's when I found out that I was a seven with a hint of other numbers, which I don't even remember so much. Right. But seven was my main focus. So I want to also, you know, I like to throw out disclaimers and preface things. This is such an elementary introduction to everything Enneagram from our (laughs) experience and perspective that there's so much to know. And there are experts like a Chris Hewitt's who can then guide you more deeply into all the things that are woven into that. 
that. Like, what are your wings? And, yeah. and what are things when you're healthy and unhealthy, when you're an unhealthy seven or a healthy yeah. seven? So that's really great about this conversation is it just gives people an idea of this is the Enneagram and I should take it too. Yes. So that I understand more about me. So you took it and then what? I took it and I found out that I was a seven and then I just started reading up about sevens and I was like, well, first of all, let me just say that I do not believe in things like this. You know, normally I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but when I read it, I said, oh, I feel seen. Right. <laughs> yes. How do you know my life? Right. <laughs> and so there are numbers one through nine. Yeah. It is in a it's in a triad. You, you'll see it in a circle. And every point is like a feeling center or right. gut center or thinking center. And we operate out of these spaces and places of our body and, you know, in our traits of yeah. getting to our true self. Like you said, you felt you felt seen. <laughs> felt And it's just, it's then, okay, well, how is the truest form of you express? What does it look like when you're a healthy seven? So my number, I'm a dominant two. Mm -hmm. So... I love how I, I feel like I'm I'm editing myself in what would Chris say, uh, <laughs> you know, because he's one of those people that it's just like, I don't want to call it the helper, right? Yeah. But it kind of gives you a guide. So a two, a type two person is a caretaker, pleaser, helper type individual, mm-hmm. uh, seeks love through self-sacrifice. Yeah. And that to me speaks to me for, you know, I was always the person and I still am now, not that I need people to love me because I'm I'm so healthy now. I will tell yeah. you after I took the Enneagram, I took the test. Uh, it was a $12 test mm-hmm. and I look forward to giving some away to yeah, our listeners so they can get away. on board. But when I took the test, I spent hours, Pierce and I took ours together mm-hmm. and we sat on the couch analyzing our results and just combing over so many things. It's a slap in the face. You're Enneagram results can yeah. like punch you in the face. <laughs> That's so funny that you and Pierce did yours together. Yes. Jacoby and I took the free one together and mm-hmm. we were literally in bed like, oh my gosh, look at this. Yes. This is me. This is you. This so is me. The follow-up work from just taking the test is where the work begins. Yeah. It's one thing to know your number. It's what you do with your number mm-hmm. and learning how, how do I want to be a healthy two? Because there are ways that each or all of our numbers, all of our Enneagram numbers, how we can lean into unhealthiness and the point of the Enneagram is to find our way back to our true selves. So why do you love it? Right. Okay. So let me just say that I am a type seven. Yes. Um, and that's basically the enthusiast, adventurer, and energizer. Hence all of the, the energy of the party. that I have. I have <laughs> so much energy. It's sick. Um, <laughs> um, basically, I seek imaginative freedom and independence. And I've always been this way. Um, I don't like to be tied down to mm-hmm. one thing. I get bored easily. Um, so yeah, that's me summed up. Yes. One thing that my Enneagram always says, um, that sometimes I look at it like, I don't know if I can really do that, Mm -hmm. but maybe I am, is the spontaneous adventures. Like just, I don't really like last minute things. I don't like last minute things just, but I think that if it's a last minute adventure, yeah. But you know, prime example, (laughs) yesterday, (laughs) This is when my seven was like, what in the world? <laughs> if you watch my Insta story, you saw the fist balled up and it said mood because oh. Jacoby sent me a text message at 317 saying, hey, I'm still working on a closing. Can you get L from school? And you're like, N- what? Mind you, that school um, ends at three o'clock and oh. we live 30 minutes away from the school. Yeah. So 
that just made me, it just set me off. Like, I was so angry. I don't like last minute things. Like that. Like that. Yeah. But if you're down for an adventure last minute, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw some things in a bag and we're right? about to go out. Right. So, yeah. Um, I also, fe- I hate fear, <laughs> fear of missing out. I hate feeling like I miss out on anything. Um, <laughs> I want to be there. Right. I want to have fun with you. Right. I want to do all of the fun things. I do not want to miss it. I don't want to watch it on Instagram stories. I want to be right there right. in the atmosphere. Right. Um, I love to party. Um, lots of energy. I have lots of fun ideas. I enjoy my friends. And um, <laughs> I'm impulsive. Yeah, I mean, you I know. am definitely impulsive. I'm a impulsive shopper. <laughs> but those are health. When you're healthy, I mean, and there's a difference between being an unhealthy. Yeah, that's anything. at my worst. And uh, yeah, an unhealthy anything. When we're unhealthy and not reaching our full potential as our true self, it can be pretty uh, destructive yeah. for any of the types. So. I will say for being a two, being the nurturer. Mm-hmm. So you're the life of the party as a seven. For me, I am that that loyal, like I will love you forever, unconditionally. <laughs> I will be there to give you soup. I will be there. You know, I'm the per- I'm the person that's like, here's the floss yeah. from my bag. Right. <laughs> oh, literally today, I needed some floss. She's like, hold on, I've got you. You know, it was, it, and it's like I I can imagine when I was not a healthy two, I needed that because I needed to feel needed. Yeah. But at this point, it's like it's already in my bag. Here, have it. Yeah. I don't need you to like me afterwards or anything like that. We don't need to be best friends here's some floss here's a tampon (laughs) someone in the bathroom you know just like helping out in the world so so twos are are rare and twos are awesome i love being a two that's so funny (laughs) because jody's a two as well yeah we found out but yeah i love um so at my best i'm extroverted if you know you know i'm an extrovert yeah (laughs) optimistic um playful and versatile. So I, I'm, and then one thing that always stands out to me is that it says a jack of all trades. And let me tell you, <laughs> Mika knows this girl right here has gun. done everything: <laughs> fashion truck owner, <laughs> online business, all of it, blogger, everything you can think of. I am always going to utilize my gifts that God gave to me. Right. If it doesn't work, I'm going to move on to the next list right. of gifts that He's given me. That's so. right, and that's that's the beauty of of learning who you are. Right. Uh, One of the things why I love the Enneagram, one of the other parts of the passage from the magazine was once we learn our Enneagram type, it can change the way we see ourselves. It helps us tell the truth about who we really are and live out of that reality. Mm -hmm. And so it's just being healthy. How am I my best to? How am I my healthiest self? Not needing to feel loved or or needed, but how do I just show up in the world with my gift of love? And and like we've said so many times on the podcast, leaving people better than we found them Mm -hmm. or than they found us. It's just a beautiful thing to be able to do. That that gift of love is something that I'm able to just give out into the world. The thing too to balance it when we talk about healthy and unhealthy, you can't give so much of yourself to where you're drained. You can't give so much of yourself to where you look a hot mess. You're struggling, (laughs) you know, and and that's where you've given so much of yourself that you haven't poured back into yourself. Twos are notorious for that when when they're unhealthy. And so learning that about myself, Mm -hmm. when I realized some of my unhealthy traits, oh, I ugly cried and I had to get (laughs) my life together. Like, this is how I, this is when I'm not at my best. These are my co 
coping mechanisms. And I don't like that. So what comes along with then finding your number is the shadow work. And and the shadow work is the meditation, is the journaling, is the prayer, is the reflection, is all of the thing. Because it's one thing to know who you are Enneagram wise. Mm -hmm. It's how do you stay healthy? Right. So that's that's why I love it is because it keeps me truly balanced and centered on first and foremost, how do I take care of Monique mm-hmm. so that then I can go out and then just easily exude love. And right. when it's time to shut it down, like, I'm good. Right, we're good. Yeah. Here. I don't I don't fear. I don't fear like I have to say yes to this because then people won't like me anymore. I could care less if people like me now yeah. at this point in my life. And exactly. I'm so happy to be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. So I um, I have like a copy of my hidden struggles, which I, first of all, it's not something I even want to tell people, you right. know, and this is such a right. sad and I don't want to tell you my struggles. I'm telling you my kryptonite. But my kryptonite, <laughs> just a little, is um, the belief that I must appear upbeat and fun to conceal my emotions, anxiety, and loneliness, mm. as well as frustration that brings me down. Wow. I never want people to know when I'm sad. Yeah. Sometimes it can show on my face when I'm angry, but you will not know that right. I am, you know, depressed or uh, sad or anything like that. I'm just going to keep it moving. And then I'm going to maybe have my own little pity party by right. myself. But I I never, I can, I mean, just thinking back as a kid, I never want anyone to know when I'm sad. Like, right. I feel like that's making me weak. It's right. a sign, and to me, it's a sign of weakness. I when mean, that could maybe be your biggest strength, because you right. do show your vulnerability Right. In a lot of instances. Yeah. So maybe you're healthier than you give yourself credit for. That is true. And then, I mean, just when you're just at your best. That, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like being just, um, like you said, even being vulnerable on my Insta stories. Yeah. Um, because I'm like, you know what? I need to... Like with my rheumatoid arthritis. Yep. This is the first year I've ever talked about that. And you, and that's, you, I get that. I get that now yeah. because you were just like, I've never shared this. this. And then you record a podcast. Like that's so huge. Like yeah. you recorded an episode, you shared it on your story and then you connect it with so many people. Right. So, you, so your quote unquote weakness vulnerability is actually your strength. It is. When, when it's perceived, when it's presented in the right way where you exactly. feel safe, like you exactly. don't have to give anybody anything more. Then yep. you feel comfortable. But when you do, it's really a gift to the world. It is because there's so many people that can relate with that. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of people on my Instagram after posting about my rheumatoid arthritis right. that follow me. They have lupus, yeah. um, RA, other forms of arthritis. And we just, they they even give tips like, this is yeah. what I did. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is what I've done. I'm not yep. really sure if it'll work for you, but ask your doctor. So it, like you said, it is, it did help other people. Yep. So I'm really appreciative of that. I love this and I can't wait till some of our <laughs> listeners take the Enneagram. It's just coming back to when I received my summary, it was just like general things about being a two, how I can, how, you know, cl- what I'm conflicting by and then when I'm at my best. So generally twos are caring, empathetic, warm, thoughtful, appreciative, generous, other oriented, tactile, affectionate, well-intentioned and demonstrative. So at my best, I'm encouraging, loving, self-nurturing, consistent, joyous, humble, forgiving, gracious, and compassionate. Mm -hmm. And I love that. But at my worst, (laughs) (laughs) I can be People-pleasing, flattering, uh, clingy, worried, uh, self-important, all of those things are just like, that's where the shadow work comes in. It's really just like humbling myself every day to realize being loving, you can kind of take it as, look at all the things that I can do for the world. But at the same time, it's like, I'm a vessel. 
mm-hmm. it's not about me. Right. And that has been one of the most humbling things is that I really want to operate from a place in my life where it's just doing it out of just the the goodness of your heart and not expecting anything back from it. Right. You know, sometimes we do things and it's just like, I want people to know, I, I guess for me, one of those things was when Pierce became a doctor, I, I, for me, somehow I needed people to know that I didn't change mm-hmm. and being generous that's my nature, but sometimes maybe it wasn't from the best place. And so it's like, at the end of the day, do I really care if somebody thinks that I've changed? Really? It's like, that's more their perception of me than, than me. So why do I need to go above and beyond when it's not necessarily something I would probably have done just to prove something? So it takes away like the need to please anybody. Yeah. And I, I think that's, something that was eye-opening for me because that's where it was like ugly cry like (laughs) I did do that (laughs) I don't want to be that way so that's really cool so what do you besides like learning yourself is there anything else you like love about it um I just love that I I feel like I just walk to the beat of my own drum it's just I I don't really care what other people think I want to have a good time and I want those around me to have a good time as well yeah um, so that's what, but I love this mantra that I have for sevens and it's going to be a good meditation piece for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, I can face the darkness and still shine mm-hmm. because I honestly feel like when I read that, I just think about me always, this is my quote when I'm going back to Baltimore, yeah. Mika from over East. She came, look how far I've come. You know what I mean? I've come from East Baltimore to mom, married, have a good life and, any, even through all the darkness, the things with my mom and stuff like that, I'm still shining and being a vessel to the world to help other moms as well. Amen. So I just love this mantra for a seven. That's so good. Yeah. I don't have one of those uh, <laughs> in this moment. If I have one when the episode posts or if I we'll post think it's something at the end, we'll put it at the story. But yeah. basically, it's just like I love to love out loud. And unapologetically, unabashedly love out loud. But at the same time, I just leave room for myself to love myself as well. And and that's one of the things that I've started to say is I love myself too much to blank. You know, I love myself too much to not have self-care today. I love myself too much not to work out today. I love myself too much to have toxic friendships. I love myself too much. So that way, it's just loving myself Mm -hmm. allows me to be free of needing to necessarily be loved on these certain reasons why people love me or, or, or anything like that. It yeah. frees me from just needing any type of anything from anybody else. Right. I love me. I like that. <laughs> that's, that's really what it, what it boils down to. So our other question that we had was how has knowing your type helped you? I mean, we've pretty much touched on that a yeah, lot. We'll touch on that um, a lot. What surprised you most from the test? Um, let me see. I guess the, well, I know that it's not exactly um, it's not exact, you know, just right. the spot, you know, the, what did I say earlier? It's not a perfect science, right? Yeah. I mean, there, are, you could mistype. There I just, are... I guess I was surprised by how correct it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. when I see the little cartoons and I'm like, whoa, this is really me. I am joy and free and I just love to do all the things and um, you know, if it's a challenge, I'm down with the challenges and everything like that. But 
one thing it this says that one one thing I read is that I need to sit still sometimes. Yeah. And I do. I yeah. had to sit myself down. When I went to the hospital, that's when I was like, Oh girl, you need to have a seat. Mm-hmm. You need to slow it down. So that <laughs> a healthy practice in the Enneagram and I love the books that Chris and his wife Helena have written. Yeah, and that, that is solitude, silence and stillness. Mm-hmm. And for a type two, it's solitude. And there was so much time where I was lonely and I didn't know why. Yeah. But it was really God using that time for me to go inward. Uh, And so I really tapped into the times where I was home alone or Pierce was working or the kids were at school. And it was just like, instead of feeling lonely, something inside me was just like, you know, that Holy Spirit nudge was just like, take this time for you. And really over the last three, four years, that's where I've been going. But from learning the Enneagram, it's taken the love of me to a whole other level. And I mean, just really one of the things I read from my results, but healthy twos are sincere and warm hearted with immense good. Um, They have enormous spirits of generosity. So twos do not wait around for a loving response from people in order to feel lovable. And that is something that was the most surprising for me was to be able to put the words to how I was feeling. Yeah. And then to work from there to feel better. It, It was really like I went into the dark to come out of the light. And that's one of the things about the things that I've read about the Enneagram, especially like in Chris's book, The Sacred Enneagram, which I recommend to all of our listeners to read after you've done your test and everything like that. Yeah. But it's just, it really walks you into a place of just, like you said, it, it's surprising the things that you learn about yourself. And then from there, now what do I do with it? And there are so many tools like the books that you read and the shadow work that really help you get to a really healthy place. So yeah. I was surprised that how did I even end up here after just taking a test? Like I'm so, when I look, think back to this time last year, I am such in a healthier place physically, mentally, spiritually, all of those things that I didn't know what I was signing up for after I read this article (laughs) and then took the test. And then I was able to go to Omaha and go to a conference with Chris. I went to a workshop over a weekend and it was such an amazing time. Oh, that's awesome. It was like holding a mirror to yourself and just, I will also say, learning about other people because it's not just about learning right. about yourself it's about now how do I interact with my partner Mika who's a seven yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how does she tap into like the things that are two-ish how yeah. do you know how do we learn to value each other for our gifts exactly. and it's then it's it's not only how you said you felt seen it's then like I see you yeah. you see me how do we see each other right like how do we that. see everyone around us So that's been something that's been amazing. And then we also were going to say, what, how has the result guided your mothering? Ooh. (laughs) Um, Well, one thing, me just being unhealthy is just um, feeling burnt out Mm -hmm. is one of my factors. So uh, (laughs) I talk about this a lot and I sleep, I stay up late Mm -hmm. and I know that maybe that can make me burnt out, but right. And I have to have me time. And that's the only time that I can have time to myself is at night when my kids are asleep. So I, that's when I sit on my couch. I'm in my own space. I want to be alone right. because I've been pouring into everyone else and just doing all the things mm-hmm. that I need to not be burnt out by just relaxing, maybe catch up on an episode of 
I don't know, mixed dish yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So that's something I learned is um, by not being burnt out, I'm not as snappy. And one thing is mood swings, mm-hmm. feeling moody. And mm-hmm. I don't want to ha- feel moody towards my kids. Right. That's another unhealthy um, characteristic. So just knowing um, and, you know, being intentional about what, what those key, those triggers are and tr- trying to navigate with that, um, I think has helped me out a lot with my kids. But also, I love doing all the things. So yes. we're going to do all the, all things, the things with my kids. Like, I'm like, what are we going to do this month? We're going to do this. <laughs> it's Christmas. I already decorated, guys. I have already started putting up my Christmas stuff because I, I am excited. So mm. I just want to do all of the things with the kids. Yes. <laughs> it's so good to know yeah. you. For, for me, it was so great to learn as a mother that it's okay for me to say to my kids and I and I've worked on this over the years of just I can't be your audience right now yeah. sometimes th- those times where I I need to work on mom time mm-hmm. I need to do something for me it doesn't mean I don't love you so I may preface it with I love that you want to include me in XYZ but right now I'm doing XYZ yeah. and they know this I, I guess I've protected that space with working out you know when I'm working out on my bike upstairs in the exercise room and someone comes in it's just like mom da 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 Okay, thank you. I need you to come back in 20 minutes when I'm done with this ride, (laughs) or I will talk to you after this ride. It's just that protecting my Mm self-care is so good for me. And that's one of the things that it shaped my mothering as far as if I don't take care of myself, and this is so specific for two, then I can't serve anyone else. And it's not, it doesn't do me any good to make myself a martyr or just like <laughs> I've done all of these things and I've taken the kids to all of these things right. like you know no say no yeah <laughs> <laughs> we can't go today and no there's no one else here that can take you mm-hmm. so maybe this is a day that we miss it maybe your dad's on a night shift tonight and I'm not able to it's that saying no is healthy for it too yeah. and it doesn't make me less of a mother and I think it exactly. makes me a better mother honestly because they can see like oh Mom said no. <laughs> and I don't know when she's going right. to say no again. I just have to go with it. And I, I've learned to tell them, you know, I should be able to tell you no and your whole world doesn't fall apart. Oh, that's And good. so <laughs> that has been something that has been implemented so much in my language with my children is that, you know, we all need our space. I implement silence in the house. You know, mm-hmm. we do five minutes of silence before dinner. And that's so good because I just made this food and I need to sit down. And yeah. be with my thoughts. And that's good for me. And it's a good practice for them, yeah. too, to just ease into things instead of go, 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 go. Gotcha. So yeah, I, I love how it shaped my mothering. It lets me love on them so, so very much and yeah. protect my heart space, too. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I will say that um, one other thing that I loved about the Enneagram uh, in this article that we can end our Enneagram, all things Enneagram chat is – All of us just want to know we're safe and loved. The Enneagram helps us get to the root of this simple desire. From there, we can live out the purpose that each of us has been created for. So I'm so happy that we got this elementary education into all things Enneagram (laughs) and just hope that our listeners will understand that when you know more about you, it changes the way you mother, it changes the way you're a friend, it changes the way you show up in the world. And we all owe that to ourselves to just shine in all of our gifts. Can I just say one last thing before we go? Okay, so I saw this Enneagram (laughs) and it's like a play on the flu. So I instantly thought of you because I know you guys do your annual flu shot. We did that. So for you, it says a two... Uh, Enneagram type two, you get sick from taking care of everyone else who got sick first. 
<laughs> I thought that was so funny. But then mine is so real. It's so Enneagram 7, when it, in regards to the flu, it says, mm-hmm. truly believes with all of their heart that they cannot catch the flu no matter what they do. And I believe. Because they outran it. Like, I am not catching the flu. I do not get the flu shots. I'm not going to get it. And that is me. I thought this was so funny. I'll be sure to post this. I love it. In our Insta yes. story when this episode. Put is. that. And in the meantime, you know, I love to, I love any time to pray. So, friends, yes. I am praying for you to be healthy yeah. and avoid the flu. Yes, we call please. it the flu dragon in our house. May you slay the flu dragon and get keep it away. It Stay healthy, here. friends. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, <laughs> we are all going to stay healthy. If you listen to the podcast, yes. you are covered. You covered are covered. Covered by the blood. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into some drive oh, tracks. I'm like in my head, I'm singing our song. So in, okay, so my drive track, I have been on this Tiana Taylor album. I cannot believe that I'm just getting hip with the dog on album. And I got... Um, introduced to it when we went to Savannah with me and my my girlfriends went to the girls trip trip to Savannah and they were playing and I was like what is this (laughs) come to find out this album and came out last year but um, she has so many good ones I am really into the song Rose in Harlem because it makes me think about just a city girl growing up in the grit and mm. just overcoming. So I really, really love Rose in Harlem. Yes. By Tiana Taylor. So I've been taking it throwback um, to between two different groups, but it's all intertwined. So Amel LaRue. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so I've been going back to some groove theory, but yeah, then Amel LaRue's 2013 album, I Love Have You. Uh, that song, to me, just reminds me to be human. Mm-hmm. I love it because it's just like ha- she mixed, you know, a part in have you mixed denim with white and turned yeah. it blue? You know, uh, just human things yeah. that we do. So it's such a relatable like song about being human. Yeah, I we're like human and we're that. connected, and we all do things that we're just like, oh, I stuck my foot in my mouth, or <laughs> oh, I I gave too much love and I shouldn't have, or just yeah. so many things that it's human. I like so that. I love Amelaru, and that's what I've been jamming to. All right. So I want to shout out Chris and just. I'm going to read Chris's book. The Sacred Enneagram. We'll put it in the story. I'm so grateful to have been able to go to that workshop and to foster a friendship that is really good. That's cool. Good, good, good. So uh, is that our show? Man, that's our show. Oh my goodness. So Ah. before we wrap, I want to tell everyone thank you for the five star ratings. Continue to drop that. Yes. Just go to the highest star yep. and push it. And leave a comment. Don't mm-hmm. forget to share as well. Yes. Thank you subscribe, so share. much. Yep. And that's what we got. And that's it. Thanks, friends. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. And we'll catch you on the next episode. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. New friends are awesome, so subscribe and share. And let's stay connected on all things social. Follow the podcast at Tea with Meek and Neek and use the hashtag Tea with Meek and Neek. Oh, yeah. And our respective pages, too. HWTH blog and White Coat Wifey. Let's, Let's stay, stay in touch. touch.